You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. If it's Erev Shabbos Kodesh, this must be Rizcho Daraisa. I'm Avram Kipolevich, and I'm here with Rabbi Yosef Gavriel Bechofel. He's not yet ready for Shabbos, but I know that he's already, his mind is sharpening. The Kedusha is starting to like, radiate around him. Um, Rabbi Yosef, maybe this is something I think we could probably do, you know. Every era of Shabbos, I think my Shabbos is going to be a lot different when it starts on the heels of speaking with you. I think it's Mamish going to be a different type of Shabbos for me, I think. And, and, and the reason why I'm saying that is because that actually does put me at ease. Uh, we got some blowback, I think that's what it's called, or pushback um, over the, you know, our conversations over the last number of weeks of this contentious of season two um, that uh, we're talking over each other. And it's what, what, what is somebody wrote that we're like two, two thumbs, two thumbs, Darshan. A two, I feel that way. We were people learning yeshivas. wasn't used to this. Uh, right. Two thumbs darshaning, trying to outvie each other for, and 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 I respect the fact that it sounds somewhat abrasive. But I think um, you have to admit, you know, we we truly, truly, truly despise each other. No, <laughs> profoundly, and truly. Yes, and um, we're both big hams, and you know. Um, and uh, we like uh, rattling each other's chains. So I think we should just first say that uh, it's all in good fun. There are some times, I guess, when, uh, you know, there's a little bit of uh, burnt, uh, crispy feeling. But that comes with the territory of being a redhead and a hothead. But I think in general, the, uh, you know, but we will try to be a little bit. I think we should uh, try to be civil up to a point that the recichus is somewhat measured. Up to a point. Yes, up to a point. Now, um, okay, so once that uh, uh, public service announcement is out of the way, um, I do want to, uh, I guess this is something that came up a a number of weeks ago already. I think it's been uh, been a hot item in Eretz Yisrael, I think over um, almost for two weeks, uh, the ruling of the Israeli Supreme Court to recognize Masoroti um, Gerus, conservative and reform Gerusin that occur in Eretz Yisrael, and those people who who undergo those conversion process should be granted the the, the total rights of Israeli citizenship. And uh, this caused, I know, uh, headlines uh, in, in in the Israeli newspapers and especially in the Haredi newspapers that saw this as another sign of the erosion of, of, of the Kahila and that this was something that was uh, that had to be lamented uh, because how can we be machshir, um people who didn't really qualify halakhically for uh, as Jews and now they are going to be coming into the population and um, it's going to things will be in disarray in terms of uh, marriage and other halachas that, that this affects. Um, I know you have some feelings about this, uh, so why don't you start off and tell me what your reaction is? In general? Well, it seems to me that if we've gone through um, uh, almost a hundred years of the Israeli chief rabbinate being as Rav Cook in the it was, was it, 1920 or so, 
Um, and we have not yet managed to make a Kiddush Hashem, which will convince uh, the greater community in Israel uh, that um, the chief rabbinate is a, an institution which is good for it and good for Judaism and good for the state of Israel, then we might as well just pack up and admit failure. In other words, if we've just created a bureaucracy, which uh, the people on the left cannot stand, people on the right don't hold of, uh, what is the point of it all? Uh, I, uh, okay, okay. I, you know, I know you want to talk about the chief rabbinate. How, just remind me, since I'm so weak in, in Seichel right now, uh, what, and remind our listeners, this affects the chief rabbinate because... No, but the, other, the, the, the chief rabbinate still now had a bias on Gerus. Right? Okay. Only, only what their bi- Gerus they certified was going to be kosher. It's like only the marriages they certified were going to be. All right, yes. So now... They're, they're, uh, the Bagats, the head of the Supreme Court of the State of Israel, has said that they no longer have a bylaws of a gerus, right? Civil marriage is probably only a matter of time. Um, to, uh, so, well, 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 let's let me just give you the following possibility. I'm not trying to vie for airtime here, but let's say someone who is a, an Israeli citizen based on a conservative or Masoreti gerus, but now applies to get married. Uh, to and that's under uh, the the the, the rabbanut. Uh, they're going to have a problem, right? They're going to have a problem. Yes, they'll be able to get married, yeah. right? <laughs> so, but you're saying that once they've got a foot in the door, an Israeli citizen, that's going to be chipped away as well. I would say the odds. I mean, again, who's going to be satisfied with only half measure? Mm-hmm. And right. So, uh, you know. Uh, I think the average Israeli really doesn't really care about this, even if they're Chiloni. But um, I think the average Israeli also probably thinks of the Rabnut in general as just one of this, uh, a, a relic of some sort of uh, Golos mentality, which is unnecessary for the state of Israel. And, you know, had, had we had Rav Cook, Rav Herzog, or somebody of that stature uh, in this position today, who would act, represent uh, uh, Yadus with a extraordinary uh, level of either piety or sophistication or wisdom or knowledge? That would be one thing, but we don't, and it's not, yeah. it doesn't have that impact on the citizenry of the state of Israel. Well, you know, I think you know. I'm going to use a sports metaphor here because I want to get under your kishkas and say la la havdu a billion havdolos. Um, but, you know, you don't always have such a great run of Rabonim one after the other. Uh, you know, my favorite team, the Green Bay Packers, of course, have been uh, incredibly blessed. They have these two great Why quarters. is your favorite team, the Green Bay Packers? You never lived in Wisconsin. This is one of the strange things. Where you just decided to go with the most winningest team. That we came We've talked about this already. I, I, you should listen to some of our Rizcha programming uh, from some of our previous shows. I don't want to go into the my love of the Green Bay Packers, but the Green Bay Packers, of course, have had for the last 20 years uh, and more, uh, you know, two great quarterbacks. And most people don't get that. They had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. And therefore, in that way, Rav Cook, and, and, and even though Rav Herzog was very, very different, but Rav Herzog was, as, as, as Rav Chaim Zimmerman said about him, uh, 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 like Rav Chaim Zimmerman, who <laughs> was not scared of anybody, uh, was almost you know, awed by the breadth of what Rav Herzog. And, and I think, you know, they not now. Rav Cook, of course, 
did not speak English <laughs> really, although he was able to get a couple of you know sentences out and he was able to understand things in English. He was a very brilliant man, uh, you know, beyond any count. So you're right; they did a, an incredible job representing uh, a tsura that was that was unique and fantastic, and made a roshim even by even in the Haredish world. As much as the Chazanish felt that Rav Herzog was had, 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 was destroying things, but most people, you know, Rav Herzog, every Arab Shabbos had at the, and I, I believe in his house a, a, a kibbutz of chachamim around. And we know that one of my favorite uh, people to speak about, Rebel Yoshev, was very close to Rav Herzog as well. Rav Herzog chose him. So there was a, 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 a symbiotic connection. I don't know if it was symbiotic, but definitely uh, an appreciative. These two great men. Now, after Rav Herzog, and, and I, I, he's probably underrated, but it's very hard, you know, in football terms. Can you imagine? You have Favre and Rogers, and then you have some, you know, I don't know, Rex Grossman, uh, some other, you know, G, you know, Jim Harb, Harba, a, 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 a lower tier. Oh, the guy can play all right, but then you had Rav, you had Rav Unterman, and Rav Unterman was was a wonderful scholar. His Svarim Shevet Yehuda is 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 a very important contribution, but 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 he wasn't anywhere close to the the sheer kaima of these other men, um, and. You know, I think there's a, uh, again, it became something different. If we go with after Avunterman, again, I might be getting my uh, my my uh, names wrong here, but then we have Rav Gorin, who was, uh, um, we know when he was young, we've talked about this before, he was a Moimardika guy, the Chibiner, uh, said, "This is a brain like we haven't seen in in 150 years. This is an incredible." Yeah, I, I've never seen that in a svarim. I don't know what, where they see that, but yeah. Okay, so well, you should look at the Seferon Mikvoyes that he wrote when he was 20, um, which was a, like the like the Sidre Tara, and even I believe it's a. I, I love his his your and brachas. Your mystery. Yeah. Okay, the notes are inc- the notes are great. He did everything on that page, though. He he did the shinun eschoyes. He did the biurim, right? He, he also did the the, the, the poshim pshad. His he is very very good, and his his hackif was incredible. Until nineteen sixty or sixty one or sixty two, he was an incredible incredible mind, and you saw it at work. You saw these type of things. But I think, you know, what, but Rav Gorin was a politician. Rav Gorin uh, played for the cameras. Uh, Rav Gorin abandoned, in many ways, um, the mantle. Uh, it was uh, my, he diminished the cover of Rabbis in an extraordinary way. He ran roughshod over all the rabbis in Israel. He, so he may politicize the office. There's not much he didn't do wrong. It's a tragedy. Rav Gorin is, is, is an incredible tragedy. And, um, you know, he sort of, you know, at the end of his life, there was a little bit of a turn, but... Um, I don't think so. I'm uh, saying that Svarim he came out with towards the end of his life are, are such a... Pay, they pale in comparison yes, yes, yes. to, to what, he was, what he was about. He, like he didn't care that much anymore. But he was... Um, I agree with you. I, I think there was part of Rav Gorin... The way I'm reading it, that was, was shame shamayim. 
I think he really was caught up in many ways with being a soldier. I think there was something about the drama and reality of of the uh, of the danger and the hakrava that 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 really spoke to him, and he felt there was. I think he felt in some part of his heart that he could create a bridge between the secular uh, world of, of, of the Israelis and the world of halacha. I think he, he believed he could do it at one point. The, the unfortunate thing is, like, you, you are correct, is that he did it by not being a co- coalition builder. He, he was not willing to... I don't know if he had any good... Um, uh, credentials left by the time he became chief rabbi in 72, but nothing could really happen correct. I think the Langer case, uh, you know, was sort of, in a way, a cause celebrity. It is a, a, a incredible... Goran might have been right in many halachic points that he made in the Langer case, as Rav, uh, Rav Henkin and others have said, but the way it was done... Uh, the, the the secret group of Rabbanim, the overturning of Rebel Yoshev's and others, Psokim, all of that, and, and the way he was, uh, you know, banding around to the press. So you're right, he bastardized his position. <laughs> he, 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 no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I think once Rav Gorin had done that, it was it was really hard for there to be support um, by the, the, the dynamism of the Haredish world towards, towards the Rabbanot HaRashi. Um, and um, you know, I, I guess that's, that's another part of the tragedy. Uh, I, I do think, with, I think Rabbi Ram Shapiro... We should do away with it, right? What? We've done away with. Okay. So it should be done away with because... Essentially, what good is it doing? Okay, so let's let's talk a little bit about the rabbanut and the and the rabbanut in terms of Dionys. I think now I don't know the exact details. Other listeners who know this much better than we do might find out. But I did speak to people who were involved in Dionys in the nineties, and they said there was a Supreme Court ruling that took the teeth out of almost all the Chayshin Mishpat Psokim that came to these botedinim. Now, we all know that a person had a right to take, he was mechuyif to take Gitan and Kedushin to the uh, the Rabbanut uh, under the Orthodox, as we would say. But in terms of civil law, you had the option. And and, and whatever the civil the civil law option, you, you followed it, it was binding. I think what happened was there was a number of, 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 of rulings that were overturned to the point that their power to function in Chayshin Mishpat was almost obliterated. And because of that, other Batei Dinam arose. Um, and, and, and one of the ones that I think needs to be mentioned, as, and I think they align very much with your style, is the, is the, um, is the Eretz Chemda, Dionys. Uh, scholarly expertise, not radical uh, in the sense, but also uh, be, being willing to accept some novel interpretations. I, I think that in many ways speaks where you're holding now. So the Eretz Chem, the Dayonim, uh, Yisraeli, who had been in the Rabbanut, and others started arising and getting a lot more prominence and, 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 and doing a lot more business <laughs> all over. So basically, the Chayshin Mishpat you don't need the Rabbanut for anymore, and they're not doing it. 
Um, Evan Ezer, that's the only place to go. Um, but you take Chesh and Mishpat out. So they're not dealing with uh, issues tort law. They're not dealing with the regular damages. They're not dealing with Niske Shechenim, which <laughs> Niske Shechenim, as we mentioned on a show earlier, is one of the biggest issues in Eretz Yisrael today. And the Rabbinut's not doing that. Right? And the Rabbinut's not doing that. So you're correct. So now why, what what does the Rabbinut do? Um, other than the Kashras, Okay, don't get us started there. <laughs> the, the that if you think kashras in America, and you've accused me of being a call in kashras on this program, um, but if you think that the kashras is call in America, you ain't seen nothing unless you go to Eretz Yisrael. Yeah, it's the Wild West, right? And Eretz Yisrael, and we all knew that Rachavia was okay once in a while, but but right, right, it depended which city it was, and and, and oh, no, we, not Rachavia. When I was there, it was Rechavi, I think. Rechavos. Rechavos, that's right. Rechavos, right. Yeah, Rechavi is a section. I, yeah. Rechavi is a section of Yerushalayim. But the Rechavot, the Rechavot was somehow okay, but Rechavot was better than Yerushalayim. It was, it was like a weird, weird thing. And if you went up north, you know, they told the Yeshiva Bacham, Chas Vashalom. And, 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 and there was some, a lot of truth to it because in many ways, the people who became uh, Mashkichim were not the most ethical. And the stories are just like they said about Meghan Markle, you know, that that it sounds true. I, I, I'm not willing to admit that that it's true, but the, but the but the but the way it sounded is so true when you heard about what uh, Mashkichim were doing, extorting and others. Um, a number of years ago, uh, the Rabbanut in, in, in Kashrus uh, decided to use uh, cameras. Um, what's it called again? Uh, closed circuit TV, closed circuit TV cameras. Instead, be, not not just because they wanted to save money, but because there were too many negative uh, reports about mashkichim who were just on the take. Mashkichim mm-hmm. were just taking the money and not even showing up. And mamish like the mafia demanding payments under the table. So therefore, okay. So the rabbanuts hashkochas were not organized. So we take away chayshin mishmet. We take away kashrus, um, Evan Ezer, you know, and and there too, unfortunately, um, there have been their share of scandals uh, of in, in the Evan Ezer, but they didn't. So you're you're correct. What happens is is that an alternate place for the Haredim and other medium, you know, people in the middle to go to is around, and the Chilonim say, look, these people are corrupt. They hear the news. They're a part. They get paid by the government, um, and they don't trust them. So I think that's where I'm being Masber. I'm being your uh, I'm being your Aaron I'm being Masber. That's why there seems to be a call for what do we need uh, the Rabbanut Bechlal for. It gives a nice parnosa still to a, a couple of fr- number of friends of mine uh, who are in Dionis. I'm happy that they have parnosa, um, But maybe, like you're saying, perhaps it needs to be obliterated. That's your point, correct? Yeah, I know there was a, you know, the, your, the, that uh, the, there was a suggestions to change it around um, uh, that uh, make it different. But I don't even know that that would make any difference. The only, you know, the only issue which we have is that we need somebody in the land of Israel, which we don't have a to enforce Gittin when Gittin can be enforced. 
And uh, that is perhaps should be a government agency of some sort or some sort of, uh, you know, uh, um, um, uh, very severely curtailed rabbanut. That's important to be able to put people in jail if they're not getting it. Now, I think we both of us, you know, the, the, as much as we consider ourselves probably the best candidates for, for many, many jobs, I think we both need to own up to the wonderful efforts. And, and like, I just had a show that I did with your friend, Rabbi Michael Broid, and we talked about Rabbi Yitzhak Yosef's contributions. I think Rabbi David Lau is a wonderful person. And I think that he did a, a he he does a tremendous amount of great PR, and, and during COVID and, bef- and and before and and I think he we can't just say that these are you know nobodies that are that are occupying these positions. Rabbi Yitzhak Yosef is a is, is a first class Torah scholar, not his father, but in many ways a person who understands. Yes, but he's he politicized himself so much that he uh, it un- undermines. The entire uh, um, credibility of the chief rabbinate. He how does he? How do you feel he politicized himself? He comes out and takes positions political issues. I'm not. I don't know if he even said if he said to vote shots or not. But he does take positions like that and about uh, you know things which uh, which are not. I which, are, which uh, if you're a chief rabbi, you cannot really put yourself into. Now um, you know I have to go back and make uh, go figure, find things, but especially. And the pronouncements he makes about uh, non-orthodox, uh, not just reform conservative, non-orthodox uh, people, is something which, if you want to be a chief rabbi, you have to be very careful about. Uh, I don't think Jonathan Sachs would ever make those kinds of pronouncements because he knew that whatever he held personally, he has to be careful what he says in order to retain his position of authority and significance. You know, so let's let, let me use my Marshall from last week again from the Hayes Code. Um, Probably when the rumblings were going on 15, 20 years ago, I think Mark Angel was one of the people that was leading the charge. Uh, Rav uh, Yehuda Herzl Hankin, uh, as well, about the chief rabbinate loosening the bond so much because of what was happening to Metzius on the ground. Perhaps there should have been a more serious attempt to to establish like some level of gerim gururim, so to speak, because it was it was happening so often, uh, and it was occurring with the with the Olim from Russia and others. Do you believe there should have been some sort of bidyevid gerus halacha no. status? No, no. You think they were right in holding so uh, yes. firm? I think I think that you should have. I think you should have the the gerus. If if there's a gerus being done by the rabbinate, it should be a proper gerus. If there's a gears being done by the state of Israel in the absence of a rabbinate, they can do whatever they want. But uh, the, the I'm idea- talking about the levels of Kabbalah, new interpretations of Kabbalah, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and, and, and ways which aren't so off the beaten path. Um, there's there's interpretations, especially right. uh, we 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 both lived in Chicago, the the <laughs> epicenter of questionable gears in America for many many years. I don't think it still is, but. You know, so people were where wholesale conversions were taking place with very little Kabbalah mitzvahs. I don't think in the long run Judaism was served by that, especially a lot of these converts who got converted in. Right, right. But, 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 it's a, but it's a zero sum option in a way because 
because if they aren't, they're going to stay married. They're going to live in Israel. They're going now. Uh, now, either we can uh, come up with some umbrella that can define this and work out like and again i'm not saying it's angels model but some sort of model that we see precedent for or we say look we're washing our hands from it it stinks to high heaven and then you have a, a surge of people saying we're jewish we served in the army we, we we died for the state of israel how can you deny us this um there might have been i i think and again a way to craft out some halachic status, the same way like the Rambam speaks about uh, the gerim b'mei shloim ha-melech, that we could have... They, first... they don't want to be gerim though. They want to be gerim tzedek. The Rambam says they had a din of gerim, of, of gerim, right? The Rambam says that they had a chazot, they were becheskes gerim, but not vadai. Shlomo's wives? Right, when he talks about that, yes. Yes, but well, that's, that's a unique situation. We don't want a situation like that. Of course, of course it's possible to uh, to create a but the Ebenalachic situation. But generally speaking, we don't create the Ebenalachic situations in Chathila. Um, but, but now you see, I think, because it isn't just the 40 people. May I be cynical, by the way? What? May I be cynical? Can you be cynical? Can you yes. not be cynical is the question. Yes. I, I don't think, think I don't think you're capable of not being cynical. I'm going to be more cynical than usual. Okay. I, I think that people like the person you mentioned are uh, are perhaps by the cover they get from the non-orthodox <laughs> Angel, perhaps even by the money they got for, get from the non-orthodox okay and therefore i do not not consider their opinions to have any validity or significance yeah I w- i'm not going to say that for hankin though i won't say that for Buda herzl hankin i'm not going to say for Eb hankin either yeah, I, uh, I, I don't Mark know. Angel and him are—it's two different universes. Uh, <laughs> I'm saying, in terms of in terms of quality of learning, it's two different tyrus. I'm yes. talking about uh, Hankin or Hankin, and, 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 and it's only by the way. It's on, more like uh, you know the the fifty so 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 called ra- Orthodox rabbis who, who signed together with Yitz Greenberg on this kokoire that they should have. Um, they have a or rabbinic organization. It's called Torah Chaim. I set up a Facebook page, Torah Chaim, a few years ago to try to oppose it, um, because they are they were they are. How the, many followers did you get? Uh, not very many. I, so I, I, I didn't keep it up. So um, when you when you say not very many, it must have been like two. <laughs> exactly how many? But uh, the point is that. These these people, I think that they are perhaps by the COVID and the uh, money that they get from non-Orthodox sources. I don't, uh, you know, they, they they will certainly argue and say they're shame Shemayim, but I don't see any way of uh, understanding how compromising authentic Torah standards can be seen as being shame Shemayim. Look, I, you know, look, I, I think that that uh, there's the reality of what was happening. And I don't, again, we're not in Eretz Israel, so we don't know, but I'm sure that, that, that the emotional power behind the ruling was, look, they're living here, they've become part of us. For that, they don't need reform gamers, you know, they've let them say, like the rat Russians, that they're a part of the Jewish nation by virtue of the fact they want to live in Israel. And Uli Efsher, as we say, that you talked about Tinek Shanish, but there's there's a certain level of Kabbalah Samitzvahs that could probably, again, not I couldn't have crafted it. Yeah, you, could have crafted. Him, you mean with Mila and Tvila? Yes, with Mila and Tvila. Okay, so and and, and a fact, the fact, okay, they're not and being... Rabbi Golan's Chiddush. 
But it was in the not in the Langer case. It was right. And the Langer case actually was the opposite. And the, yeah, well, right. Right. And the Langer was the opposite. The other Rabbanim who said that he was a gear. It's right. it's funny. Rabbi Yoshev's psak really helps that because Rabbi Yoshev said, "Well, when Langer was Megayer, actually, b- b- the Langer. first not it's, Langer, the first well, Bob something rather. right, Bobarowski, whatever. When he was Megayer, that's what Jewish Judaism meant. And yeah. you, what you expect them to to get pictures from, uh, you know, from from a, a, whatever those yeah, my Garns Psak definitely has basis in halacha. Yes, it the does. Problem is, the problem is that he he did, you know, if if you can get to come out against you and say that you're sucking or not sucking, you must have done something really, really well. Oh yeah, look, clearly it was an, the re, the reaction had to do with the with the reaction had to do with with a lot of missteps that Goran took. You know, let's talk let's talk about alternatives. You know, one of the things that I, I heard many years ago was that that Rebel Yoshev and and the Rabbonim of Yerushalayim and maybe Menebrak would in a way know who the candidates for the chief rabbinate were. And they specifically wanted, and again, we know Rav Lau has a nice safer called Yachel Yisrael, which is a nice safer that, 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 that's makif in Yonim. Again, he needs an editor and he doesn't always get to his point uh, exactly correctly, but you know, it's a nice safer to look at. I've used it because I have the Barilan database, but the Rabbanim, like Rabbi Yashem and others, wanted to make sure that their candidate of Ram Shapiro was not an example of that, but the candidate should not be a a a, a, a first class Poisek Lamdin Allah of Salman or somebody like that. Because they wanted someone who was clear, you know, would not argue with you know accepted aloha. He didn't have the guts or the the the, the incredible back knowledge of a Gorin or somebody like that. They wanted I, I wouldn't say mediocre, but somebody who was not a threat, Bechlal. <laughs> they that that's who they wanted to to set up there. And I don't know if it, they had to do with the Rishon Lutzion as well. I'm not sure if that's the way it works. I think by the Sephardim, look, Rabakshi Daron was probably not the greatest of his generation at no, that he time. Was, no, he was very that's not true. I didn't. I, I hear what I said. Rabakshi Daron was a was was. There were probably others that could have matched. I, again, I looked through his Sephardim. I'm not saying I'm an expert in this farm, but I think by the Ashkenazim, there was an idea to have people like Metzger and others that were they're media, really cool. that were small in, 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 in that way. Yeah, Look, yes. I want you to know when they first appointed Metzger, I said, right, I said, no, it can't be. But Yoshi really cares about this, the, the Mabanut. He must have had a cheshben because obviously he was a member of the Rabbanut at some point and must be, he was close to Rav and I tried to be not cynical about it. I really tried. <laughs> but, I think, yeah, I think it was open. They, they wanted a mediocre. Yes, they I, they yes. wanted, and they also wanted someone. And this is what Angel and others have been saying: someone who was really a patsy for the for the Haredim. Somebody- but, but, but when people like, let's say, uh, our friend Rabbi Stav ran. I don't think he reported that he was the biggest Tamil Chacham either. Uh, okay, so that, right. So why don't you, we both have it, we've discovered today as we were prepping a little bit, as I called you in the parking lot of the doctor's office, um, that's where we do our, our, our show preparation if we have a minute or two, that we both have a connection to Reb David Stav, who's, who is the founder, I believe, of Sohar. Plus he's the Rav in, in some city, I forgot where it that's was. Right. That's right, no? 
No, he's the Rav in another city. Uh, yeah, you can look it up. You can look it up while we're talking. Yeah, he was a Rav in a different city. I thought he moved to Efron. Right. He moved to Efron uh, now. No, he's a Rav in a. And anyway, uh, we both have a history yeah. with him, and. Um, so, Rav David Stav, what was his argument again? I know what it is, but why don't you tell everybody what it was? I, I, I think that, he, again, he felt that the uh, rabbinate has to be more of a uh, touchy-feely thing, which will impact Israelis positively, as opposed to a halachic resource uh, for um, the, the chief halachic authority for the state of Israel. Um, I, In other words, basically, he was opening up to the reality that you could have said when Rav Kook and Rav Herzog lived that these men, the Far of the Rogers, Lahavdil, these were the best of their time, at least equal in many ways to others. But we know that's not what it is. It hasn't been that way. But what the chief rabbi can do is things that the the rabbi, the Ador can't do, which is touchy feely, but also go out there and be makariv. And, and show the average non-religious Israeli that we aren't scary, that there's... there's Which is what Rabbi Lau was, and I guess his son to a certain extent as well, although I don't think he has the same... It could be the chief, and it could be, it's not his fault, it could be the chief rabbi has become so tainted that the Rabbi Lau Jr. cannot have that kind of impact anymore. I, I think David Stav wanted to go even further than Rabbi Lau. I think he felt that to engage almost in... Um, the intellectual type of conversations, the philosophical type of conversations, to actually, you know, go out there and and be uh, uh, someone that could at least help make a change. So, are we are we both? Uh, do we hope that David Stav uh, achieves his is? And by the way, I was his chavrusa, and you were his chanich, um, right? Yeah. So, uh, can we say that we would want Reb David? Uh, th- is that an option? To- no, I don't know if necessarily that's the case. I don't think he has enough of what they call either stolts in order to bring back that cover or a bonus, which would be necessary. I think, the, the, you know, if had Rabbi Grossman gotten it, maybe. And then it would have been almost like a Balshemtiv type of yeah. uh, type Looking of like a revolutionary idea. A Hasid should get it. That is the it was open Hasidic guy. Would be a much better candidate than a calculus of any type. Oh, yeah. Again, Steinsaltz, because of his idiosyncrasies, really was not able to. Right, he was not able to. to he to, also painted himself with that goofy Sanhedrin idea. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but perhaps uh, uh, the the possibilities are out there. Uh, when they I'm, call on either one of us, I will support your candidacy if you'll support mine. You know I'm going to support yours. I've gotten you many good jobs. You know yes. that. You got me a terrible job. That's not true. The fact that you didn't follow through on it is not my fault. Okay, one second. Um, well, look, you subscribe and subscribe. This my, uh, yeah, you know. No, no, I'm not talking about the job in arts. I'm talking about oh, right, that was a good I'm, one, right? Yes, yes, that was a good job. I, 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 I failed that job. But I'm talking about the job. I'm talking about my high school teaching job that you got. Okay, yeah. Well, I tried. <laughs> All right. Sure. Well, I, I think we've been super nice to each other. Yes, and I, and I, 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 I can't wait to go boy, boy, Likras Shabbos Malkasa. Let's see if Raylan prefers the new laid-back style, or they want the more confrontational style. Yes, yes, I'm sure. Drop us a line. Let us know. 
Yes, yes. Drop us many, many lines. In fact, use multiple identities. This way, <laughs> that could be fine as well. Take care, everybody. Have a great job. Be well. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 